Hey family, welcome to the Dear Pastor podcast. My name is Sydney. It is an absolute pleasure to have you here. Um, how are you? How's your family doing? How's your heart doing? How are you and God doing, more importantly? I, um, I want to send some love to everybody that's going to come across this podcast, whether it's as soon as it's... Um, put up on the platform or whether you come across this three months two years down the line today is the 30th of may um and tomorrow is what the world will celebrate as pentecost and um yeah i i've i really do believe that i have a message i have a message for you and um, I hope that it is edifying to you. I hope that you feel seen and validated in where, like, whatever journey you are in, however you feel, whatever your experience or your circumstances today. We are living in some really interesting times. Um, the last week we have seen um, the world, but more specifically the US. Um, just express a level of pain um, for black and brown communities who have been really tired of this narrative but it goes beyond a narrative so it's there's also a there's also a very real experience and a loss and a grieving and a heaviness of heart that comes with being born the way that God wanted us to be born and for me as a woman of colour I could not come on here and express anything or say anything without just really asking how your heart is doing today Um, we yes we are still in a Covid era where we have to be very careful and we have social distancing everywhere um well I say everywhere I'm intentionally trying to social distance there are lots of people that I'm seeing that are not quite um feeling that same way towards this whole covid um this the season that we're in but we're also in a time where the black and brown experience could make you question whether God loves us whether God loves you um and also I guess with the whole narrative and also the experience so it goes beyond the narrative there's an experience of black and white churches um still there's several very um very real segregation within churches there's a black way inverted commas that people believe is um okay and there is what people would see as a white way of doing it but then we have this this huge new wave of um multicultural churches where you could be polka dot and you are welcome and you are loved and you are embraced and I guess with the with the dist with the divide that has been caused um, with the murder of George Floyd and the several murders before him, the, the 
you know, murder is too kind a word. Murder is too kind a word to use for uh, the genocide in my, from my perspective, the genocide that is happening to black and brown people, believers, non-believers, um, but the, the, the common thread is skin colour. Um, and also the intention of their murderers, really. We have seen, um, there's a lady who was in a park. If you, I'm sure you can Google her and find her. In fact, I'm almost certain that you know who she is, but I'm just going to throw the scenario out there. I think they've called her Karen. Uh, I'm not sure if Karen's actually her real name, but this lady was with her dog in America, I think in Central Park, within the last week and a half. And um, she was told by a man of colour to, um, to to put the lead back on her dog. He was an avid bird watcher. And in that area that, he, that they were both walking in, um, it, you know, they, they are actually trying to preserve that area so that the birds can live in their habitat and all in their natural habitat. Um, and also so that people that appreciate that can go and enjoy. So, uh, this man, he, uh, asks the lady to put her dog on the lead and immediately her response is one that threatens his life. Um, in, in, in his attempt to ask her this question or suggest that she do that, she calls 911 and says an African-American man is calling to threaten her life, her and her dog's life. And in the whole rigmarole of her becoming unnecessarily panicked, she almost kills her dog. <laughs> um, it's, we, are live, we really are living in a time where... Uh, there is such a divide amongst just just communities in general and it's a scary time it's a very interesting time but it's a scary time that affects all of us I genuinely believe it affects all of us and because churches are going to be opened up soon and because rightfully you know as I had mentioned before they are churches that are black they are churches that are white and they are churches that are mixed beautifully mixed how do we approach this with um a spiritual solution how do we go into like as a pastor seeing this thing played out in the media everywhere um, so not only media, i.e. news, newspapers, but you're seeing on social media looting and you are seeing this expression of anger and rage, heartbreak, grief, disappointment played out in communities. How as pastors do you suppose that the church can help with this? One might say that this is a principality issue. Um, because we are not wrestling against flesh and blood, but we are, you know, we are literally fighting a supernatural warfare. Um, but one might take it very, very 
personal and see it as something as simple as a hatred for a skin color or a cultural group or a community um, that stems way back to the origins of indigenous people, slavery, segregation, and then the free, well, we say freedom, but naturally we use that term very loosely because for you to get slaughtered or lynched or murdered publicly in the street for no reason at all isn't really freedom. But when the when you look at the word and the word says where the spirit of the, the Lord is, there is liberty. I'm wondering what the church's solution would be for a community that is broken and its infrastructure, their very, very foundation. There is not only a hatred for each other um, because of the responses that we have had over us. Like it is literally a perpetual response to people of colour not only have we awoken this hatred or this anger or this rage um, but we are actually experiencing loss and we are experiencing a response to that that is bringing fire to communities and the burning down of buildings and people being arrested during a state of emergency and it's, it's a really interesting time to ask how do we deal with this when the church is open because I mean I have seen some pastors I definitely have seen some pastors post on social media um, black white blue yellow um, expressing the need for us all to come together and speak about it and, and express a distaste and an anger and a rage and an upset about what's going on for black and brown people especially if you're not belonging to that group but I'm wondering how do we fight against this principality because we're not fighting against flesh and blood anyway how do we do this to ensure that we are we are now raging a war back on this spirit that's been poured out um to cause disunity grief heartbreak and everything else that we're seeing um i did see this morning i saw a prayer there's a there's a a lady called kadisha she i believe she's a i believe she calls herself a pastor kadisha jenkins apologies if i've got her name wrong but i was watching a a a prayer session of her she's doing like a three-day world pray and fasting regarding this whole situation and one thing that she has made abundantly clear is that we need to war through because because some things can only um, move with prayer and fasting this is a situation where talking is wonderful um, coming together as a community is wonderful, but how, where is God's place in all of that? Um, and one thing that she said that really stood out to me was that black lives matter, all lives matter, but when God's life doesn't matter in the heart of who we are, how do we expect for, like, what room are we making for him then to come in and, and, and solve this stuff? And admittedly, for the last couple of days, I've been sitting in a funk. I have, I myself have been sitting in a funk 
um, I watched another uh, panel discussion by Catch the Fire and they were talking about this whole narrative, this whole conversation. Um, you have two people of colour and two people who are of Caucasian heritage and what was interesting is also Kadisha Jenkins is a woman of colour and one of the ladies who was speaking for the Catch the Fire panel she also mentioned that first of all she's a a daughter of God second of all she's a black woman then she's female Um, so I don't know how I just don't know what the solution is to get this thing done but I, I but something has shifted in me the minute I started thinking about God um the minute I started thinking less of my color and more about okay cool God you need to do something because you haven't called you haven't called us to behave this way um for me something has definitely shifted and it's been something that I have to pray, but I have a 10 year old younger brother. Um, I have a black father um, and a black older brother. All of my family on my father's side is black. Um, it is absolutely imperative that we have an approach that actually works. And with the rioting and the marching and the social media, I'm just, I'm just, I guess I just want to remind you, I want to remind you that that we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. And if warring in the supernatural, if fasting is effective and praying is effective and locking yourself away, be it 30 minutes, an hour, three hours, is something that you are free to do, but haven't considered doing, I want to encourage you to do that. Um, and to have this discussion about how how race plays a role in you, in in your church in your community. Do you have an all black church, and if so, why? Do you have an all white church, and if so, why? Is your church mixed like all the way through? Is it beautifully mixed? And if so, how are you guys trying to tackle racism and make? minority groups feel that that their experience has not gone um unnoticed by you how do you stand in the gap and stand beside someone um that you who has a racial experience that you've never been a part of or that you could only appreciate but never understand how 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 do we do this um It really is an interesting time where I'm going to spend some time praying for my pastors. And even before I end this, I will do so. But this spirit that we are dealing with, this principality, cannot win. Um, There is too much at stake. And the reality is tomorrow is Pentecost. And when I woke up yesterday, I literally woke up saying something like this had to literally I got up and my mouth said something like this had to happen to distract people from Pentecost I genuinely believe that just like Passover this year 20 there's something very significant about the feasts this year just like Passover 
um, was very significant. Just that Yom Kippur was very significant. 2019 coming into 2020 when we had Passover. And now we are going to have... Now we're going to have Pentecost. And, and, And as you know, that's when the spirit is poured out. And I'm praying, I am praying and I'm praying and I'm praying for my pastors. Anyone that comes across this, even if you're not a pastor, that you are given divine wisdom, knowledge with understanding um, and solutions, supernatural solutions, door openings for us to have and create and be a part of a wonderful change that has God's name written all over it. I'm also praying for pastors who are angry, and rightfully so, um, who are part of that black and brown minority group and feel that not enough is going to be done to protect them or their sons or their daughters. Because the reality is, it's not just our men that are perishing, it's our sisters too. Um... And you being a you being a pastor does not exempt you from feeling anger and rage and disappointment. It, it absolutely doesn't. Um, so I don't want to come on this podcast and even question uh, the fact that just because you are called to do a job that your feelings are no longer valid. That's absolute nonsense. Um, I'm going to be praying for your heart and your relationship with God and your protection. Because, yeah, this this thing is very real and it's becoming even more alarming. But at the same time, I desperately wish for you to make room at the same time for Pentecost, which is within hours. There is an opportunity for a new baptism. There is an opportunity for a new pouring out. There is an opportunity for answered prayers, for miracle signs and wonders, for a tangible experience of the Holy Spirit that we have never had before. Um, so yeah, that, that that's also something that I am trying to encourage anybody that comes across this part of the podcast to prioritise. Um, just being able to tap into this moment. Um, I'm going to pray and then I'm going to say my farewells until the next episode but my heart is with you um my heart is heavy it really is heavy and um my prayers are with you you're in my thoughts this is a really really interesting time to this is an interesting time to to be living and this is a dangerous time to be living without god Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity for life to be in my lungs and everybody else's. I thank you for still being on the throne. I thank you for the fact that COVID can't move you from where you are. I thank you that COVID has not put you in lockdown. I thank you that COVID has not made you social distance from us. Father, I thank you that this, even this move, this, this, this pouring out of sin on this earth has not scared you into running somewhere and hiding. I thank you for being preeminent and superior in everything that you are. 
Father, for every single listener, I'm asking for the peace that passes all understanding, as well as a tangible, very personal, life-changing shift in their life. Not tomorrow at Pentecost, but now. Lord, we need you more than ever before. They are some black and brown people, pastors, congregational members, believers on believers, that when something like this happens, they are questioning your existence. They are questioning whether you love them as much as the word says you do. They are questioning whether the promises you made them still stand. They are questioning how are these people, how is this mass genocide happening? But yet we are still serving you. How, how, how are both of these things true? Father, we make room for you to answer the call the pleading, the grief, the heaviness. We are. We make room for you to visit us in this time in only the way that you can. Man-made answers are not going to cut this, Lord. We need you. Father, I'm asking that there is a washing away of things that no longer feed us. There's a washing away of sin, all kinds of unrighteousness. Father, I ask that you wash away the things that have come from a place of anger that have made you feel uncomfortable, that have made you upset the way that we have conducted ourselves. Father, I ask that you reposition us to walk in righteousness based on who you know that we are. Lord, and how we have spent the last couple of weeks just plodding along and experiencing this thing called life. We're asking, Lord, that the answers to our prayers not only come, but the questions that we have, Lord, the answers, the solutions, everything is in a clarity, a perfect clarity, Lord. We're asking for protection. Father, I'm asking for you to release your angels to those households that you know need it. I'm asking for a reconsecration for your blood again to be poured out on our houses, on us from the crown of our heads all the way down, on our cars, on our businesses, Lord, and our ministries, on our churches. We are asking for your blood to be poured out for you to mark us and seal us in. We give you all honour and glory and praise, Lord. And we need a move from you. We thank you in advance for coming through. We thank you in advance for doing something in this earth that our natural eyes can see and can see that this is the hand of God. We thank you in advance for allowing us to get to this far. We are coming into June, God willing. We thank you for allowing us to get through this far in this year. We need you. We need you more than we've ever needed you before. We need you more than we need anybody else, anything else. We need you. Show up for us, Lord. I thank you for allowing this prayer to be heard by yourself and answered by yourself. Lord, we ask for angelic visitation for those that need it. Release your angels to do the bidding, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, the son of Yahweh, I pray. 
that there is not only a peace but there is a joy Lord that we can't explain that they are things that we simply cannot explain as a result of this prayer being partnered with faith to every single listener that comes across this podcast we need you we need solutions for how our church will combat racism and how we will have a healthy discussion we need this we need our churches to look more like you we need our pastors to walk and talk and feel everything that you wish for them to feel in this moment so i ask that you visit them visit them lord thank you lord amen friends i hope that the coming week is amazing i do i hope that pentecost lifts a burden and it replaces that with a spirit and an experience a supernatural experience that you have been praying for I pray that this Pentecost reminds you of prayers that you have spoken years ago. I pray that this Pentecost for you um, also shows you the manifestation, the harvest of things that you sowed in years ago. Whether you sowed it in tribulation, whether you sowed it in um, tears, whether you sowed it in an offering. However, I pray that there is a reaping of a harvest this Pentecost for you. That even that you forgot that you sowed into. Um, You take great care of yourself. God loves you and so do I. Until next time. My name is Sydney and you've been listening to the Dear Pastor Podcast.